Guten Tag, folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. Si, me llamo Estud. <laughs> and I'm Obert. <laughs> and as you can tell by this super special intro, it is either Cinco de Mayo or October, October Festival of Loser 2. That's right. The Return, Episode 2. Re- Re- revenge of the of the of revenge of the box. fest marzins revenge that's of the right marzins, we talked about so last episode <laughs> was our traditional oktoberfest of palooza start which is always the day after oktoberfest ends is when oktoberfest of palooza yes. is supposed to oh, start yeah. yeah chris doesn't i'm not dead chris does not have corona i did not die i did not have the nfl cba um no i think you did i think you did or i had it and my body is so strong do you feel better than you felt in 20 it. years? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Wow. If I think back on 12 year old me, how how did I feel when I was 12? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't, I don't think it compares, to be honest. But but I'm back and stronger than yeah. <laughs> last week. That's what we like to hear. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think... Yeah, it is October Festival, yeah. so I need to, I need to don the, the traditional the traditional garb here. Oh well, I mean, while while Obert is getting dressed, Chris, can you please comment on your your outfit? I see you're wearing the traditional German beer made dress, complete with mm-hmm. with uh, yes. you've you've mushed your boobs together to make them stick out. That is that is true. Yes, and I I I've been serving up beers in mugs all night. Oh, he's got <laughs> nice. Yeah, so me and Obert, we would be make a good pair because Obert has a, a, a later hosen looking shirt on. That's right, and I have a cap. Call it macaroni because I got a feather stuck in it. So I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Obert is dressed up in a Robin Hood hat at the moment, or kind of looks like Link. No, this from is Zelda. a traditional Oktoberfest, a Palooza hat. You sure? You just mm. don't know because we didn't have it last year. <laughs> 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 it's it's a tradition that started in the second year of Oktoberfest to Palooza. Like most good traditions start. The first year you're figuring it out. Right, right, yeah. right. I feel like just yeah, looking at so. you, I just hear Cocorico Village's music playing in the background while Navi is yelling at you, Hey, listen. Hey, listen. You're awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Obert's, Obert's dressed up. I'm dressed up. Uh, Tud, what happened? I'm naked. Oh, okay. Right. I well so many times you record naked, so I don't I can't tell anymore no, what's this, a special occasion and what's not. This is the this is the traditional mug champion holder winning outfit. You you must come oh, well, I was gonna say I have the 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 Crisco for when we grease up the naked man who runs around that we all try and catch. <laughs> I thought that was a traditional game. Maybe that starts at year three. <laughs> Another tradition. Of October Festipalooza. Catch the greased up naked man. <laughs> Listen, gotta be careful. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be real slippery. <laughs> I, I know. You've been training you've been training all year. That's why you shaved every hair off of your body. Yes, I am complete yep, he's completely hairless from head to toe. A human a human butterball. 
<laughs> Turkey. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh goodness gracious. Well, I'm I'm happy it's October Festipalooza. I'm happy y'all didn't celebrate without me. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's one of our best times of the year. It is. It is. What, what did we say? It said it started the day after Oktoberfest ends, and it ends the day before it begins. Yes, it goes all year round. Said? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. I think we did that on the, on the follow-up episode. That's uh, Oktoberfest and Palooza is everything that's not Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just, you just, you just look forward to Oktoberfest and Palooza all Oktoberfest. That's right. Oh man, that hat uh, is still. Well, they- it's... And you know what? I just want to throw it out there that despite the NFL CBA, all of that stuff, um, they canceled Oktoberfest, but we're going, we're we're doing it. We're going right. strong. Oktoberfest Palooza Two, Electric Boogaloo is we on. Stop for nothing. Well, it's all virtual anyway. Yeah, this is this is yeah, the reason true. why drinking alone with friends is the best because we drink alone together anyways. So we're gonna Oktoberfest Palooza it up together anyways. Right. Yep. It's exactly right. So who wants to kick it off first this week? I'll I'll go, I guess. So okay. um so this is my first week on the podcast where I can drink a beer. All right. It's been ever? Well no, it's been six weeks. It's been multiple weeks in a row, um, all of September, where I did not drink a beer, and now it's October. So now it's time to drink a beer. It's gonna be wonderful. So today I brought October Fest beer by you know, sponsor of the pod, Labyrinth Brewing Company. Um, mm, nice. This is the first year that they, I don't recall if they did an Oktoberfest last year. This is the first year they at least canned it. Um, it is a, their take on a fest beer. And while they can't bring you to Oktoberfest, they can bring Oktoberfest to you. So as you guys can see, it pours very clear. Um, Super clear. Yeah, you know, definitely a little darker than a normal lager, but it definitely is visible like a lager or see-through like a lager. Opaque? Over, what's the word I'm looking for here? Translucent. Is, is that the is that the correct term? Lagers range from everything from like a Budweiser adjunct lager all the way to like a smoke smoky alt beer or something. So saying it's clearer than a traditional lager is, I don't know, a little misleading. True. I mean, I guess it's so. I guess what I was trying to explain with it is that it's it's darker than that of a Bud Light or a Budweiser or the golden ale that Obert had last week on the podcast from Budweiser but it's not it's not brown like a Marzen if that makes sense yeah I was actually surprised I don't know what I expected I, I don't know if I expected it to be dark like uh like your traditional Oktoberfest but that's what I was again. expecting I was expecting a Marzen style so what style is this I, I don't it does not say it just says it's their take on oh, the Feist on beer. their experience of the of the Feist beer which is just German for fest beer so I would I would think it was supposed to be a Marzen, but it looks more looks more like a lager. But you know what? Let's taste it and find out. And I'll tell you exactly what it tastes like, because maybe maybe while it looks like a lager, maybe it'll taste like a Marzen. Again, Marzens are lagers. I want to point that out. So well, you yeah, keep well, saying I, lager. You don't mean lager. Yeah, what, what am I? I'm drawing a blank on words. The words are not coming to my, my brain. It's I'll see if it tastes like a Marzen instead of like a Bud Light, because... It kind of looks like a Bud Light, but let's see if it tastes like a Marzen. So according to Google, I mean, my extensive beer knowledge, a Feist beer is served at Munich's Oktoberfest, is related to Oktoberfest, but a definitely distinct style. It's a pale lager with a clear Pilsner malt, malt, 
biscuit bent with some additional toasted malt flavors in support. So that's the word I was looking for. It was Pilsner. Ah, yes. There we go. So, Obert, thanks for the assist, Chris. Well, you're welcome. I'm so all knowing about all beers. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, very lucky to have me here. Host so, a podcast for hundred something episodes. You learn a thing or two. <laughs> so to so to clarify what I was saying earlier, it looks like a pilsner. Let's see if it drinks like a marzen. And the answer is, it definitely tastes like a marzen. Um, it's very malty. It's not anywhere like a crisp, clean pilsner that you would expect. That based on what it looks like, that it would taste like. Um, definitely has a strong. Strong malt, strong malt backbone. Um, I believe Chris used the word biscuity, which I'm just gonna steal right off from that. That it does kind of taste a little like, little like a Pillsbury, like a Pillsbury biscuit at like Thanksgiving time. Um, you know, a little bit less buttery, a little bit more dry. So like, if somebody really burnt the biscuit, it's kind of what it would taste like. Um, no, overall though, it's it's very silky smooth. Um, it's you know, it's not overly bubbly. Yeah, it's not over, not overly bubbly. Um. You know, it's very, it's, it's, it's exactly what I would expect a Marzen to taste like. It just doesn't look like what I expected a Marzen to look like. Right. Because as Chris read, Interesting. a Feist beer is a distinct style that's different from Marzen. Yes, that is correct. It uses a different type of malt. It uses the Pilsner malt, which, I mean, and I, I foreshadowing, I'll, I'll remind myself in a little bit, but I remember Marzen's being a little bit more caramelly, caramelly and sweet and things like that, uh, more so than, like, it doesn't sound like you get a lot of that at all. And I think that's the, that's the change in the, in the Pilsner's. Right. You don't have that toasted malt. Yeah. You don't have that crystal malt in there. Yeah. But uh, it sounds interesting, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I've definitely had pale lagers before, but I don't know if I've ever had a feist beer. I I, I don't know. Oktoberfests and Oktoberfest styles. I don't know if they've ever really been like my go-to. I don't know. They only come around once a year, unlike Oktoberfest Palooza. I guess that's true. <laughs> well, no, Oktoberfest Palooza. Palooza beers. Oktoberfest Palooza comes around once a year. It just happens to run. It just stays around all year. Right. It just happens to run from October. <laughs> To September or to the end of August, and then it comes back. So it always comes back. <laughs> but yeah, you know, aftertaste a little bit just kind of kind of fades away. It's got a little bit of I just just burped a little bit. Definitely has a little bit of that like that biscuity um, flavor on the back end of the burp. Overall, good beer. Um, gonna gonna give it a I'll give it a three seven five. I think it's a I think it's a solid beer. I you know I have eight of these things so or seven now. I'm going to enjoy four of them because i'm going to give you guys or five of them because i'm going to give you guys two of them as part that's of right shortly nice. by the time you're listening to this podcast i will be back east hopefully not oh, well i won't be back east i'll be somewhere in the middle of our great country now to, to actually, clarify you won't be at back east brewery you'll just be somewhere back eastern of where you are i'll be east of the mississippi by then which is i guess that's back east but not back east brewery cool um I'm going to guess that Untapped, it's a relatively new beer. Um, Labyrinth is, you know, small brewery. I'm going to say that, I'm going to say it's under, it's under a thousand check-ins and it's probably got a rating of 3.87. Okay. So, and you, you rated it a 3.75, right? Correct. So, the Untapped verse, you're right. 105 check-ins, very low, very low, but it is new. It's extremely low. <laughs> the 105 check-ins, 3.75. Really? Yeah, you should have just went with your went with your own. <laughs> Tud is the people. I am the people. So um I'm gonna hand the 
the baton off to let's go to Chris. Welcome back from being All sick. Right. Now crack your beer and review some beer. From from the brink of death, I have returned. Yeah, I feel like we haven't given you enough uh, enough guff about this already through the first couple minutes of what, this about podcast. Being, about being sick? Yeah. yeah. How dare you get sick, Chris? We're, that's totally something we deserve to make fun of you for. <laughs> Just, you know... You didn't. You didn't have the. Listen. You didn't have the Rona. Well, I mean, you still. Don't, we still don't know for sure. Like, there's, there's a twenty five percent chance I did have the Rona. But so this week I went with a more distinct, a traditional Oktoberfest, a Marzen style. Um, and this is, uh, I believe, like, I mean, this is one that was. It's brewed and in Germany. This is like from Germany. Uh, and this is, I think, one of the staples of the Paul Paulaner München. I don't know if you've seen these before, but I think it's just like one of the staple Oktoberfest Marzins uh, that I have not actually had before. So uh, on the back, it does mention our favorite long R word, Reinheitsgebot, which I could never say right. Uh, the German purity law, which only uses four ingredients, and this has been around for nearly 400 years so that that one beer that you're drinking that's a 400 year old bottle yeah this is really it's it's really amazing i spent forty two thousand dollars on this bottle of beer (laughs) better be a five i I saw it i saw it in the store and i was like uh i don't know um you know i sold it i it was like well you know they you can sell a kidney and i was like ah i don't know i'm kind of attached to them and they're like it's not a big deal so i sold both kidneys college fund what college fund you know, you right. Know. <laughs> um, and I was, I was like, you know what? It's Oktoberfest to Palooza two. You'll never, there'll never be another second one. So it's why not? Tr- it's true. <laughs> <laughs> why not go all in <laughs> on the second one? So this is definitely more of a what you'd expect: a nice dark, uh, like caramel-looking beer. That is much darker than mine. Yes, yes. Like if if you're not like you can't see it necessarily, but it's... if only there was like a scale that we could use, for, <laughs> like a standard reference method okay, of measuring so, color. I don't so know. on the on the beer color scale, if ten was the darkest stout you've ever had, and one is water, <laughs> you're messing with the you're messing with a hundred six episodes, <laughs> right? <laughs> This is one billion SRM. No, this isn't. This is probably like two million SRM, <laughs> and yours is ten or fifteen. How much? I don't know. What's I would what's golden golden straw? What's that? It's not like a thirty-five. Um, Wasn't that like a, no, no, much less than that. No, forty was like high. Forty was like the dark, the dark of the dark. I thought, or a billion. Oh, there it is. Here's here's the SRM scale. Okay, here's the SRM scale. We're doing it again. Oh, so, so I would say mine. So mine would be a four. Mine's a, it says Oktoberfest right on it. But it, mine's an 18, 18, I would say, you, which is an amber brown, right. basically. That's, I think that's about right. And and Todd, you're going with yours is pale gold. Pale, yeah, it's somewhere between pale gold and deep gold. So it's like five. Yeah, I I, I feel like what the SRM scale needs is it needs a little bit more. It needs to be a little bit more like the cognac scale with random words that make no sense. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, with that word cloud. <laughs> hang, hang on now this is this is a much more intense scale i'm gonna say that my beer there fits in are you guys holding your beers up to the the, the screen yes okay i'm gonna say right, mine mine 
it's like a three and a four. It's like I, I'm going to say a four. Solidly a four. Well, I mean, one they called one a pilsner, right? And you said yours looked kind of like a pilsner, and that's as low as it gets, basically. Yeah, this is it's a little bit like I said, it's a little bit darker than a Bud Light, right? So I'm going to say a four. I think that's safely a four. If I look, yeah, and mine, I'm going to go ahead and say mine's a sixteen. Okay, which I, so which I think is what I picked out. I don't remember, but we'll put the SRM wheel in the the show notes. Of, uh, of, and of then colors. 41 plus is, is 1 billion right so. yeah we could we could make it a black is a still a billion on this that's fine <laughs> i will say that i am shocked that 40 on that scale is not like black it's very dark brown you can still tell that it's brown i like we've had stouts on this podcast that they're not brown they're 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 black they're the same color as chris's shirt right now like <laughs> right well i mean again we've talked the 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 SRM scale before, but I, I, I mean, I think you actually use like a light meter and shine a light through it and get an actual, you get, there's an actual way to measure it. I like our way of measuring it better. But One billion. <laughs> for the casual beer drinkers and podcast hosts, there's also a handy reference scale where you can, you can hold your beer up to a color wheel. But anyway, Chris, there you go. return, return so- us back on track here. Yes. To my 42,000 year old beer. Now this has been out for a little while, which I was hesitant on but then i was like wait it's a oktoberfest probably be fine um so it's not cold cold um but let's see what this uh bad boy tastes like i like beer it makes me a jolly good fellow i like beer it helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow makes him feel All right, so this beer's this beer's good. Um, it's not as sweet as I remember uh, some Oktoberfest being. Now I don't know if that's because of it's 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 uh, goes by the German Puri law. I'm not sure, um, but I do get hit pretty. I get hit with some bitterness up front, and then it does sweeten up towards the back end, uh, giving you those uh, hints of like hints of caramel and like I want to say like a like a nutty taste almost. Um, other than that, I mean, it, it doesn't have a distinct aftertaste, which is not normally the case with Oktoberfest, at least for me, Oktoberfest seem to linger more than this one is. Uh, and I'm getting a hefty amount of carbonation, which I also was not expecting. So it's, it's not bad. Uh, it's just not, I don't know. I, maybe Marzen's just aren't my kind of thing. (laughs) I guess we're going to have to, I'll have to find my, my own special, October Festapalooza beer. <laughs> um but it is it is a good beer. I can definitely tell that. It's like um ta, did you go to Gladiator Brewing Company with me in Tennessee? Maybe not. No, is that the one that had like the Star Spangled Banner stuff? No, no, no. That was that was Star Spangled Brewing Company. Um no, the Gladiator was I mean, if they're still listening, hi, what's going on? Thanks for being a listener, but uh they were the ones that brewed like old style beers. Oh no, we they, wanted to go didn't... there. They served them warm, right? Like traditional style. Yeah, they serve they serve them at room temperature. It reminds me a lot of a beer like they would make, um, because they they did that this kind of stuff, and it is it is it has a slight chill. I'm not gonna say it's room temperature. It's got a slight chill to it. Um, uh, but it's it's a good beer. Uh, it's not something that I'm gonna like go out of my way to get again. Uh, I do have a six pack because I went to like I went to a craft beer store and I was. Now, I'm not going to blow them up on the pod, but like, it was very underwhelming. It was it was 
a craft beer store and craft beer and wine and their wine selection looked better than their beer selection and i don't know i asked i was like oh hey do you have any oktoberfest and the guy was like uh well let me see and he he's like well this is the best one i got and it was like narragansett oktoberfest and i was like mm, uh, okay <laughs> wow so i ended up huh. so i was like ah oh, this one's this one's been around for oh, 400 years <laughs> so i'll just buy this one for forty two thousand dollars and um it was just i don't know i got i did buy beer there but they the mix pack selection was anyways it's not an october festipalooza thing um but i won't be going back well you but paid the this, rent for a year with that beer purchase so <laughs> i know i know <laughs> they didn't have exactly what i wanted but they did have a very old beer no. and uh so yeah i'm gonna give this beer i think i know what i want to give it let's give it one more one more sippy i'm gonna give it a three and a quarter it's not bad it, and it's not like i'm gonna dump these out or anything it's just it's i don't know it's it's it doesn't have the kind of uh like flavors that other Oktoberfests have had. It's very very almost plain in some aspects. Like I do get a hint of sweet, a hint of this, but not. I've had other ones that I think are better with more caramel, more of these these other things. So um, that made me that make make me a beer snob. <laughs> now, would you consider <laughs> that quote unquote a traditional style? Because you're saying like like it doesn't have as much flavor, but I think that's part of the idea behind the beer is that it's just supposed to be. A beer, like yeah, it tastes like a beer. Yeah, I, I do think. It, yeah, I think this is like it. it well, it's been brewed for four hundred years, so I think this is like what a Marzen is supposed to be. And all the ones that I've had are like not quite the same because they're not brewed via the German purity law that I can never say. Reinheitsgebot. <laughs> Ober can say Reinheitsgebot. Uh, there you go. Yeah, you got enough. it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um so i think this is what it's supposed to be like but i like the new ones the newer ones better um but still not a bad beer you know three and a quarter you like your beers to have more than four ingredients yes i like all that other garbage they put in the beers nowadays (laughs) i like my oktoberfest with marshmallow (laughs) well i got i got a lot of thoughts about that but uh i'll wait for my review to to chime in but let's about marshmallow no, about about the Reinheitsgebot being why you don't like this beer. I don't know. I'm just it's right. A, it's it's a it's a guess because so untapped averse is probably a lot of check-ins. I assume there's a lot of check-ins, and I'm gonna say it's middle of the well, road. I'm I say... mean, they've been checking this beer on untapped in for hundreds of years. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> but has anybody ever checked in the first beer they've ever brewed, like Chris is about to? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it's a 3.61. Ooh, you're pretty close. I think you might be beating Ted out for a man of the people so far. It's a 3.67. Ooh. Damn. Ah, okay. How many check-ins is there? 104,000. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Quite a few. Now, Chris, did I hear correctly that you bought four of these or six of these? I bought six six of them. Now, now for $42,000, that's a deal. I mean... I guess you know, when you think about it that way. If you way. divide it up on a per beer basis, like, you know, you could sell those off and gain your money back. Well, if they were the six oldest, now imagine how much more you can sell the five oldest for. That's true. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Or drink hmm. four more and be like, I only got one left. Right. If anybody wants uh, five beers for $45,000, <laughs> let me know. Reach us, Reach out to us. Yeah, hit hit me up, DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. 
like one of those one of those princes that keep emailing me about their money and all that stuff like i i got one in french today it was like like dear dear whatever they say in french for for dude uh and then it was all in french and Monsieur. i was like i was like wait a second i can't read french why are you emailing me in french you gotta use the google translate for it i That's- i know that's step one of the scam. I don't want to know that I'm, that I'm a, a, def, a descendant of Leonardo da Vinci and that they want to give me the Mona Lisa back. I don't want to know that. Uh, all right. So, Obert, it's your turn to celebrate Oktoberfest to Palooza 2. All right. Well. What do you got? You know what they say. It's beer 30 and I'm thirsty. So, I well, also went with a traditional German Marzen this week. Um, I was tempted to chime in when you were doing your review and maybe do like a co-review. But... Um, uh, but you know, I think I'd, I'd let you, I'd let you have your time in the spotlight, and uh, we could compare. But this is this is from a brewery known as Eyinger. Um They were are not four hundred years old. Uh, oh, yeah, they're only one. No, they're only two, like two hundred and forty. So, oh, yeah, new kids Young on the block. Yeah, but uh, you know, they were they've been brewing this beer. This is their Oktoberfest Mar- Marzen beer. Authentic Bavarian festival lager that they've been brewing for hundreds of years. And they've had a traditional Oktoberfest. And this week I'm pouring it into my Hofbrau Oktoberfest Stein here. Now, Hofbrau. So, official. I can tell you, I love Hofbrau. Um, for those of you who have ever been to the Big E, I'm a big fan of going to the Hofbrau tent and getting the beer boot. And walking around with that thing hanging around my neck the entire time that I'm on the, I'm at the Big E. Um, you know, meanwhile, stopping in for a, a cool $6 refill on it. But unfortunately, due to the Rona, that can't happen and this year. But I am jealous so of I'm your... So I'm confused. Is it a boot? Is it a glass? Or is it a necklace? It is a plastic boot that serves, that, that you know, functions as your beer delivery vessel. But it comes on the back, There's a there's a loop. And the lanyard goes through that loop. So it hangs around your neck. Um, so obviously you don't you don't hang it when there's beer in the boot. But once the beer once the boot is empty and you're walking back to get a refill, you're gonna walk around with it. Or you got to go for the crazy burger, and you want two hands for that. So right, you want to be able to put it down and like, but not like have somebody kick it over or forget it. So it just hangs around your neck permanently. It's the best deal if next year in 2021 when you guys go to the Big E, not not you two, but like the listeners, go get a beer boot. It's like twelve dollars for the boot, and you get a beer in it. And then each time you want a free ref- or uh, each time you want a refill, it's six bucks. It's the best deal going at the Biggie. How big is it? It's probably the size of two and a half to three beers. I mean, it's it's a big boot. So it's probably a liter, a one liter. Boot. Yeah, I, that's probably. I mean, I think that's probably what it is. I don't have the boot with me. I usually always throw it out at the end of the day because you know I don't need to bring a plastic boot home with me with a lanyard. I was wondering why you weren't wearing it for the Oktoberfest Palooza every week, but I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but no, it is it is the best deal going at the Biggie. So back to my Eyinger uh, Oktoberfest beer. This is, uh, like I said, also a Marzen. And here on the, the side of the package, it's just, they say, the amber-colored, rich, full-bodied lager founded, found in these bottles is brewed each spring and stored or lagered until fall. This delicious all-malt masterpiece is made in the foothills of the Bavarian Alps from four ingredients. The finest local German barley malt, Hollertauer hops, water from an Ice Age aquifer via the brewery's own well, and lager yeast. Now, I want to know the beer that's made without German's finest 
ingredients. Like, what's the one that's made? Yeah, like where the, they have like the second and third best German ingredients. The are German grade B malts, right? And, <laughs> and you know, I I want the one from the the you know not the ice age spring, but like the normal spring that everybody else drinks out of. Yeah. And I like that. So their bottle cap, it has a little little picture of the brewery on it. It's cool. It's got like a little, looks like maybe it's a grain silo or clock tower or something on there and a cool brewery hall. So that's, uh, a, that's a very nice cap. It is yeah, a very it's nice a little cap. picturesque little brewery here that I can imagine traveling back in time has looked the same since 1878. Oh, so. probably smells like hops and barley and bratwursts. Mm. Well, the beer certainly does. It has that traditional Marzen aromas, you know, um, those caramel notes you get, um, a little bit of the metallic-y taste that you, I feel like I get with Marzen's. Yeah, those those rich malty aromas more more so than anything else. Um, just a just a faintest whiff of hops, not not a super strong hop aroma. Definitely much more malty flavors. But I take one whiff of this, I'm imagining myself sitting in a Oktoberfest tent somewhere. So. Are you transported back 240 years to a simpler German time? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's funny because you're you're talking about my handle a little bit here. Just a little sneak peek. I have a ti- oh, time machine. Did you invent a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> Find out 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, so as I taste this, you know, again, this is out of a Hofbrau mug. And I'm with Tud for me. Hofbrau is the gold standard of Oktoberfest beers. And mm-hmm. I think, Chris, you alluded to it as well about it being, uh, you like your Oktoberfest with a little bit sweeter flavor. Yeah. Whereas the, yours tasted a little bit more muted. Yep. And uh, I will say that this Eyinger is definitely also similarly not super sweet. Whereas I think I like Hofbrau more. It's a sweeter beer. This, um, you know, and I can't tell you the SRMs because, again, I'm in a pewter mug here. So I can't, I mean, once the head dies down, maybe I'll be able to give you a better a better clarity number. But let's just assume it looks the same as Chris's. That is, that is the one mistake that I feel like I made this year is I did not drink my beer from a pewter mug to, you know, to bring that full Oktoberfest of Palooza feeling to life. Well, I mean, you kind of need the, you need the, the mug for the, the hoisting. Oh, I have a clear mug. I just don't have my pewter mug. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, it goes down smooth. There's, yeah, it's not, it's not super, doesn't wallop you in the face with a, a lot of flavor. I mean, I can see why you could sit in a tent and drink these for hours and hours and hours because it goes down smooth, cl- crisp, clean profile. Again, I get that iron metallic taste a little bit on the back of my tongue, um, but very good traditional Marzen style. Nothing, nothing too outrageous here. This is like a solid Three and a half Oktoberfest for me. Um, for reference, I think I think a Hofbrau's like you know between a four and a four and a quarter. But so this is again step down. I feel like I wish that I could reach into your screen, Chris, and uh, have a sanitized sip of your beer because uh, <laughs> I would. I bet the, the Paul Anner and the Eyinger set taste pretty similar. So mm. well, I mean, I could always bring one up and you can try it then. That's true. I just <laughs> try it live. I just cracked my last two Eyingers, so. No, no, and I'll be bringing enough beer from across the country. I figured, why bother bringing German That's true. beer? We we have a whole beer fridge to drink while you guys are here in town for eight That's days. Right. Chug the pot, <laughs> chug the fridge. But Caitlin has Caitlin has boil, given strict boil, marching boil orders. Boil, boil, boil in trouble. 
<laughs> Caitlin has given strict, strict marching orders that one one fridge is to be cleaned out by the time you guys leave. <laughs> so uh, okay, well, well we'll see. We'll make it. We'll we'll figure something out. So over out of seventy eight thousand check ins on Untapped, what do you think the the rating is? Huh. So okay, I'm surprised. I, I guess it's. I'm not that surprised. It's less than uh, the Paul Enners. I uh, I hadn't seen Eyinger before, but um, again, you know, it's been around, so I figured I had to get it. So out of seventy eight thousand or so check ins, um, I think it's gonna rate at like a three six eight. So good guess, but you're 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 well off, which means that uh, Chris is going to be the man of the people this week. Um, All right, it's rated at three point eight two. It's actually it's oh very wow. high. Um, yeah. I expected it to be a little bit lower. Just for just for reference point, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin the Hofbrau rating here live on the That's okay. I gave you my Hofbrau rating, so and you talked about being one of your favorites too, so we'll see if it's higher. Yeah, so Hofbrau original, um actually I don't, no, that's not it. We want Hofbrau Ho- Hofbrau Oktoberfest is out of one hundred and eighteen thousand check ins is a three point five nine. Oh wow. A lot lower. Wow. Which is what if it's weird. like the Pepsi Challenge, where it you like it at, at one sip because it's sweeter, but if you drink like Steins and Steins of them, you're like, give me that Nyinger. Oh, maybe one day, right? One day the three of us will travel to Bayern, Germany, and Munich, Germany, and experience the fun of Oktoberfest. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, I, uh, same. I wanted to do it in my twenties, but hey, I still am single and childless in my thirties, so well, you know. They say 30s are the new 20s. The sky's the limit. <laughs> the sky's the limit for me, folks. Thir- 30s are the new 20s. We can go about it. Other than a microscopic <laughs> virus. Nope. Uh, I mean, make it. We'll figure something out. I, yeah. We'll just leave some kibble out for the kids. I, I'll Skype you guys in. It'll be great. We'll FaceTime. There we go. I plan on winning all of <laughs> the mug hoisting competitions over there and just proving all the Germans that I am the superior human. We're going to be in a beer fest. Kind of scenario Pro- prove the americans right exactly tud's already got practice uh chugging the boot and wearing the necklace boot i i feel like that's right and i feel like i would be a, i'd make a pretty good landfill it's a movie i haven't seen in a long time i think i've only seen it like on abc family or something <laughs> or wherever it plays. comedy TNT, central probably or oh maybe maybe it was comedy central there you yeah. go Hallmark. <laughs> I saw I saw a pretty funny clip of it. I forgot that like Landfill dies. Yeah. And they yeah. replace him with his with his brother his who's twin exactly brother. the same. <laughs> said, We're just gonna call you Landfill. <laughs> it's like Landfill's told me so much about all of you, I feel like I know you all already. <laughs> oh, good movie. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that. Um okay, well now that our reviews are out of the way, uh I have some more Oktoberfest facts like we talk about traditionally every october festapalooza right i uh i know it's been a year so i'll i'll hit people with the basics just to kind of remind them you know the uh how it all started it uh first Oktoberfest was in 1812 and as we all remember it was the celebration of the wedding between prince ludwig and princess Teresa von sachsen hildbergassen <laughs> oh yes old princess right. von sachin uh, grassi yeah and uh they they had they built this big tent and it was on the fairgrounds they they on teresa's meadow is basically where they made it and this is again in 
traditional Bavaria. But um, I want to s- say some of the other lesser-known traditions about what's in Oktoberfest. Uh, the start of Oktoberfest is a uh, there's a 12-gun salute, and the first keg is tapped at 12 o'clock by the mayor of Munich with the cry of Oza Fitz, and uh, that means it's tapped in the Austro-Bavarian dialect. Oza Fitz? Oza Fitz. Oz- o apostrophe Z-A-P-F-T space I-S. Ozapt is. Ozaptist. Yeah. Um, and then the Prost. mayor gives the first beer to the the president of the state of Bavaria. He gets the first beer. Uh, the one we do here in Whitefish, the all of the beer out of the first keg is free. So they tap it, and then it's just free pouring, and then you just put your mug under it, and the next person puts their mug under it, the next person puts their mug under it until it's all gone. So you want to be there for the tapping of the first keg. Now that does not seem COVID friendly. Yeah, it's a very. Um, I was sad because I knew I knew way back in the summer that there was no way that we were going to have an Oktoberfest this year. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if we talked last year, but the reason that beer is so popular at Oktoberfest is because at the time the first Oktoberfest happened, beer was pretty much the only safe drink because uh, you would brew beer and that would the brewing process would kill all of the the microbes that would be bad for you like it caused cholera so beer was considered healthy they also drank um potato schnapps sometimes for breakfast but uh potato schnapps yeah they said oh. that was a, a traditional healthy way to start your day can you imagine isn't that just stop. like is that just like vodka <laughs> i think so can you I imagine starting with like like, vodka. like gold gold schlager first thing in the morning yeah no no, no. but the gold flakes the it's real gold. Is it like like Red Bull? Does it, it give cut, you wings? It cuts your throat, and then you get drunker, right? Yeah, I think so. That's the idea. That's what that's what they used to say. Yeah, you probably know about the the drindles. Like we said, Chris was going to wear this episode. Those are the traditional dresses that all the Bavarian lasses wear, mm-hmm. and um, apparently, the color and style of different drindles have significance to where you're from. And there's other details like how the bow is tied which is also some symbolism there um not great for podcasts unfortunately but uh <laughs> there's there's uh, amongst all the different trindles there's symbolism behind the differences of them all um we talked about pretzels that was my handle last year being a traditional bavarian food and uh that always makes an appearance at oktoberfest and they said that there's no no one really knows where the twisted pretzel comes from some people think that the twist is from uh crossed arms like in prayer others think that back traditionally different pretzel bakeries would twist their pretzels differently so you would know whose it was from um i thought that was a fun pretzel fact i thought it i thought it was from the tying of the knot between the two people who got married in honor of oktoberfest oh i i like that one let's go with ted's theory Ooh, yeah Weisswurst is a sweet whole grain mustard traditionally served at Oktoberfest. And one of the things that they did back in the late 1800s is they would take these big steam engines, which were brand new inventions at the time, and use them to roast a giant ox on a spit. So they would have a tent where they would have this ox rotating with the steam engine cooking on a spit. Uh, It was a big attraction. 
people came in from all over to uh, to see it. But it does not um, seem environmentally friendly. Well, you know, there's a lot less emissions back then to worry about. <laughs> but anyway, that's all the Oktoberfest facts I have to share. And um, I might have some more after we hear a gong in a little bit. But Ooh. before we hear a gong... Dun, dun, dun. If only we had a sound effect for that. Right? So, in a couple weeks... um. Both Chris and Obert will be up in Connecticut to hang out with me. That's right. And only me. That's the only reason they're coming. Um, That's right. <laughs> but we are going to take that time to brew some beer uh, with with some friends and um, ultimately just have some fun and hang out and, and, you know, brew some beer, which we haven't done in a long time. So we've decided to leave it up to you as the listener to give us some feedback about what we should brew. So should we brew like a stout porter type beer, an IPA, or something completely different? Um, we're going to post this up in the Discord channel. We're also going to throw it on Instagram. Um, it'll be on Facebook, I think, because of the Instagram post. It'll be everywhere. Everywhere that we have social media, <laughs> you'll see this pop up. Take your time, uh, place your vote, and we will announce what we're going to brew next week, which by the time that episode dr- drops, that'll be the day that we're actually brewing the beer. So. Yeah, and I know Ted touched on it, but, uh, and we talk about it every, every week, but you know, Join that Discord because it's a fun app to, you know, get in touch with us all the time. Um, you know, you can chat about whatever whatever floats your boat. Uh, we will have the poll in there. So, you know, just make sure, just click the link. Super easy to use. And, uh, yeah, you there's, can talk to us directly. There's always fun conversation between us and the listeners. It's like right. everybody's, everybody's chiming in. It's fun. Yeah. So with that exciting news... It's time to close down week one of our second annual Oktoberfest with uh, a palooza. A palooza. Thank you. Ooh, almost, almost forgot <laughs> it there. Are we Oktoberfest a palooza with our 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 hoisting of our steins, our three handled steins of our frosty mug of wisdom, where we outstretch them as we fill them with uh, wisdomy wisdom, Oktoberfesty advice, fall things, etc. Um, Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. I've got how long it is. Overt. Popcorn and other animals. Mug of wisdom. All right. Thank you, Jordan, as always. You know, it had Thank been, you, Jordan. It had been too long since we heard the full version, so I'm glad we, th- we threw that one back in there. Right. Um, Chris, again, nailing it with Man of the People. Who do you want to go first this week? Um, I think I'm going to defer the kickoff of the puck. Okay. Uh, 
and I want the first the first quarter to go to <laughs> to go to overt. Okay. So <laughs> take it away. Well, I have to kick off this this handle leaf handle with um a podcast that I I listened to in preparation for this episode. It's from a show called The Feast. That's the name of the podcast. And it's their very first episode called um, uh, Episode 1, Oktoberfest 1896. And uh, they take you, the listener, back in time. And, uh, you know, you they you know you walk out of a train station and you walk into this, this Oktoberfest and they explain all the things that you would see. And, and uh, you know, they... They talk about some of the brewery. I think they talk, talked about the Paul Anner Brewery and um, Francis Connor and the Hellas style. And that was where I got that roasting ox fact from. So it was a cool it was a cool podcast. It was only like 25 minutes long or so. Uh, an interesting way to really set yourself in the traditional Oktoberfest setting. Uh, I won't give away too much more, but it talks about, you know, the first time they had an Oktoberfest beer. Um, uh, sorry, a Marzen at Oktoberfest and why why they drank it then. And uh, just some more information. So if you thought the facts are fun, you want to learn more about it, again, it's called The Feast Podcast. You know what? I'm not going to buy it because we'll put the, the link in the notes. So just look right there. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's awesome. So like you said, you, you have your own little special uh, time traveling device. Exactly. Yeah, at, that's right. Back to 1896, you know? There you go. Awesome. That's That's cool. Um, so with that, why don't I hand the, the frosty mug over to, to Chris, the, the meat of our, ha- of our handle sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really think this through, but this is alcohol related. So <laughs> I think that counts for Oktoberfest to Palooza. Yeah. You got the Palooza part in there. I got the Palooza. Uh, so there's a TikTok channel that I've been obsessed with recently. It's called CD Bartending, and it's this bartender that is, like, super... I don't know where he works or what he does exactly. Well, I know what he does, but um, he does some tutorials, but a lot of, like, people will be like, oh, make myself, a like, a, a, a bourbon something or other, and... Uh, a bourbon drink. Was, a bourbon drink. <laughs> with the bourbon. What was, what, I, I wanted to say... I wanted to say old fashioned. A beer with forgot. one bourbon, so, please. <laughs> yeah, but they'll people will write in and say, "Make me something with blueberries. Make me an old fashioned." Like uh, I think I sent y'all one that was like a round of rum and cokes for the boys or something. And he is like, you see those bartenders on TV that flip the bottles and all that stuff. This dude takes it to a whole new level. Like <laughs> he's flipping things all over the place. It's really cool. Um, and he treats you. He teaches you some of these like really cool bar tricks. Like I was, I just <laughs> interrupted the podcast. It got cut out, but it's fine um, because I was like, I can do it. Uh, but it's super awesome. Um, if you like, uh, you know, those eccentric flipping of bottles and catching and cup. I don't know. It's crazy. If you like On, pina coladas and flipping bottles, <laughs> yes. Um, you should check him out. CD bartending on TikTok because TikTok is still legal. <laughs> so you yeah. go open your TikTok app. You put in AOL keyword DB CD, C- bartending. CD bar- bartending. Yep. Okay. And it brings you to a search page now. Now, when you mean um, CD, do you mean like creepy, like weird, like S E E D Y? 
No. Charlie letters, Delta. Letters, letter C, letter D. Yes, yes, yes. Charlie Delta. Um, but check him out. Like, really cool. I've I've gone through a number of his videos already. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Like, yeah. I was like, I could do that. No, I can't. <laughs> well, you did the one, the suction cupped your hand trick. So I got that one. Yeah. I don't, don't ruin I don't it. recommend trying to do his other tricks where he tosses bottles in the air and catches them in cups and things like that because I can see that being a good way to piss off Dana because you broke all the glasses in your kitchen. I actually did that once at a bar at like a, like a Dave and Buster's type thing in Las Vegas. They were like, Oh, really? We'll teach you how to do it. And they have like basically like, you know, plastic bottles full of sand or something like that to get them the right weight i was terrible at it they were like just throw it you know throw it over your shoulder catch you on your back and i did it for like 15 times and i was like can you just give me the free drink now and i can i give up <laughs> so not i'm no i'm no i'm not good at bottle juggling but uh makes it all the more impressive after you've tried <laughs> last but certainly not least tud what do you got for your handle today. Yeah, so my handle this week is going to be a bottle opener that I've been eyeing. I, I've been looking... So, I, I need to set the stage here. I've been looking to buy a new bottle opener. Um, I want something that's able to cut wax off a bottle because I struggle. it's something that I struggle with when I'm trying to open up bottles. Um, I also want one that's able to, you know, obviously open a bottle. But I always, but I also want something that's going to catch the, the, the bottle top when it comes off. So, I'm just not just bouncing all over the place like a bouncy ball. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Todd. You sound like the black and white part of an infomercial right now. (laughs) (laughs) So so I have been in the market and looking for one of these things. Listen, you guys know how difficult it is. Allow me to go deeper into this infomercial. Are you tired? Are you guys tired of struggling to get wax off a bottle? When you when you pop the bottle, does the bottle cap fly all over the room? Do you wish that you I had so. Do you wish that you had something cool that you could show all your friends and be like, check out this new item I have? Well, if so, I've got the item for you. It's called a Yopener. Y opener. That's how we spell it. It's on um Etsy. They are a company that makes these really cool bottle openers. Um, I've been looking at them for a little while and I have placed my order and I'm, um, I'm actively waiting for it to come in the mail, but because we needed beer centric handles for this week, I figured this was a good time as I need to share it. Uh, there are a lot of other companies out there, but Yopener seems to be the one that, that makes the most of these things. Uh, check them out on Etsy. We'll put a link down in the, the show description notes. Um, you know, promo code DAWF podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's going to get you any discount, but maybe Yopener will wonder why the hell he keeps on seeing this and we'll get a, we'll get a sponsorship out of it. But, uh, seriously, go I check him out. I think that's how it works. Seriously, can, go check him out we, on Etsy. Can we get a follow up review once you actually get it? Cause it could suck. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't see why not. I want to, I want to make sure that I want you to cut wax on a bottle live on the podcast for us. Okay. And, and show us how it's done. I mean, if you guys pull up the link that I just, placed in to the chat you will see what i'm talking about i mean they even have a special like wax cutting like section of the bottle opener oh it's like a wooden one by half inch by six inch long block yeah chris were you saying you already have one of these no 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 no. i i already had it pulled up is what i was gonna say um but i'm curious you said it catches the bottle cap yeah so it's so inside the pieces of wood like he, he puts here's here's a better picture Click this link. 
and click on the second picture. There's there's a magnet inside the wood that catches the bottle top. Oh. Now I gotta okay. I gotta ask oh, you okay. I gotta ask you a question. Todd, is this another Instagram ad that you clicked on? No. No, the way I found this out was in the Connecticut Beer Drinkers group. They were discussing uh, what everybody's favorite bottle opener was. And okay. the overwhelming consensus was the opener. Uh, somebody else had mentioned a rival called Hicks bottle opener. Um, I tried to get one of those, but it's much more difficult than going. He immediately got kicked out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I. This is openers and nothing. I tried to get a Hicks bottle opener, but it's, you have to join a Facebook group and you have to win an auction. It's. Very difficult to get one of those, so I opted for the cheaper way of doing it, and I just got a opener, which is basically the same thing. Cool. Well, I hope you're happy with it, and again, I can't wait to see it in person. I hope it gets to Connecticut before I do. It it should, I hope. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, We'd like to thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking Labyrinth Brewing Company for their October Fest beer. I'd like to thank Paul Aner Munchen for their Oktoberfest Marzen. And I want to thank Iyengar for their Oktoberfest Marzen. Please head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you're following us at hashtag, uh, make sure you're hashtag following the email at DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, pay attention for the polls that we're going to put up for voting for the beer recipes. Uh, you're going to find it everywhere on the social media, so go over there. Or if you just want to write in to the email and let us know what you think we should brew, do that and include a recipe over there too, because that'd be awesome. Make sure you're also heading over to Discord where you can vote on the poll as well. But, you know, even without the poll, you should be heading over to Discord anyways and and joining the conversation there. Also, make sure that you're going over and going up to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review and leaving an actual, like, write-up as well. And also make sure you're subscribing and sharing this with all your friends. Like I said last week, this is not a fantasy football podcast where you don't want to share it with your friends because you're getting all the juicy information. This is a beer podcast. Share it with your friends. Drink alone together with them, especially during this corona time. And so with that, it's Hise Tud. Me amo Chris. And my name's Obert. And remember, when du alin trinkst, mach es mit Freunden. Danke. Fancy. Danke fürs Zohoren. And I, I thought you guys were going to follow me at the Oktoberfest handles. Last, last time, you all had Apple handles, but I had nothing. This week, I had Oktoberfest handles. You guys left me behind. Yeah, no, I didn't.